Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button. Also, give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, listeners. It's Lisa here, flying solo today, but I am really excited to discuss this today. We are going to be talking about ghosting someone. Yes. So let me start with a question. Have you ever been on a date? You think it's going pretty well, but afterwards you just never hear back from that person. Or maybe you strike up a conversation on a dating app. You're talking for a little bit. Things seem to be going well, but after a while, it's just crickets from the other person. If so, you are not alone. Being ghosted is actually one of the most common ways relationships end nowadays, especially in online relationships. According to a 2020 study done by the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships, 85% of people that were polled had been on the receiving end of ghosting. So quite a lot of us. But why does ghosting happen? Especially when we can all agree that we really dislike when someone ghosts us. So there's a lot of reasons why someone may choose to ghost another person. We're going to talk about that, some of those reasons. And I'm also going to talk about some tips and strategies for us to avoid ending relationships in that way and ghosting someone else. So why do we ghost people? And what are some of the consequences for that person that's been ghosted? Well, first off, one of the biggest reasons we may ghost someone else is because it's easy, right? It requires absolutely no effort on our part to just delete a text thread and mentally walk away from the situation. And let's face it, sometimes ending things can be really awkward and really difficult for us to do. It's hard to leave a situation when maybe the reasons look like you remind me of my ex or, you know, they don't get my sense of humor. Many of us feel that being honest means you have to painfully provide all of those reasons. And although that is not the case, there are plenty of ways that we can vocalize not having further interest without saying those things directly. And I think that ends up being a roadblock that most people just choose to ghost and walk away from thinking I'm going to avoid putting that hurt on someone else, right? Another reason may be because many of us don't like conflict and we could feel like if we send that ending text or we have that closure call, that conflict may occur. And hey, it may or it may not, but if we choose an avoidant approach when it comes to discussions about relationships or ending things, that could be a pretty unhealthy habit, right? If we're continually doing that. Because in a way, it's showing that you don't deal with difficult moments head on. And therefore, you may not be ready to deal with major decisions and difficulties that come later on in a serious relationship. Anxiety can be a big factor as well. Um, I know this is you know, partially the case for myself when I have ghosted people in situations. But many of us have anxiety around having a serious discussion or 
even anxiety around letting someone down, especially if you are a people pleaser like me, right? I have definitely fallen into that. Lastly, someone might ghost a person early on in conversations because, you know, maybe they're not feeling that spark and they don't really feel like they owe that person anything due to the limited time they've been communicating, the limited interactions. And of course, there's so many other reasons why someone may choose to ghost someone. And here's kind of a distinction here too. If we're talking about intentionally unhealthy behavior, Ghosting can be a way for someone to toy with someone's emotions. It can also be a way to show dominance over that person by sort of maintaining the control over the situation and their feelings. But of course, the key word there is intention. So if you're like me and you have ghosted someone in the past, don't fret. Uh, I'm absolutely not saying that you're unhealthy or, you know, especially an abusive person. It's just the intention or the manipulation behind ghosting that makes it veer towards unhealthy, right? If they're intentionally trying to harm that person. Another caveat I do want to share, especially as someone who has background in discussing unhealthy or abusive relationships, is that if you choose to ghost someone over fear for your own safety, then this is a different story altogether. Uh, Your own safety, first and foremost, is paramount. And if you wash your hands of the interaction because you're fearful of your physical safety, maybe you're fearful of retaliation or even stalking, I mean, anything uh, negative that can come out of that, then please do what you feel is best for you. And just to mention, we have several previous episodes talking about mitigating post-relationship abuse and stalking and many other topics. So I will put some of those in the description. So feel free to check those out. Give them a listen if that's information you feel like it would be good for you to have. But alongside all of the reasons why someone may choose to ghost another person is also all of the consequences or negative impact that that can have on the person who has been ghosted. So leaving someone on red and the complete lack of response can make a person feel very undeserving or even that they're not worthy because, I mean, let's face it, sending a text, it really does not require much effort on our part. So it can cause a lot of emotional pain and self-doubt for that other person thinking they're not even worthy of an explanation. They're not even worthy of that text to follow up. It could also cause a person to toil over, like, what did I do, right? And go through that kind of mental gymnastics in their head. I like to say that without clarity, uh, sometimes my mind can generally start to spiral and kind of create its own version of events. And let's just say when I'm left to kind of just think over a situation, especially if it's been a ghosting situation, yeah, there's been plenty of times where my mind just really goes off on these tangents and I absolutely think the worst, right? It's it's easy to do because we don't have that information. We don't have the reason why. And not only that, but you'll start to question all of your conversations and actions with that person, trying to figure out, you know, what went wrong? Uh, you know, what did I say? I wish I didn't say that. That must have been what drove them away. And oh God, all of that is just not a fun place to be mentally for that person. Also, not being clear in general can really give someone false hope. 
So maybe the ghoster is sincerely done with that relationship or with that interaction. But in the mind of the person that's been ghosted, yeah, again, like I just said, right, if they're left to their own devices and thinking it over and trying to figure it out, maybe they're thinking, oh, well, they just need space, right? They just need a few days or maybe this will blow over and they'll come back. And that's really not a good place for either party involved to be because one is holding out hope possibly trying to reconnect with that ghoster, thinking, again, they may just need a few days. Meanwhile, that ghoster who just wants to be left alone is maybe, yeah, now bombarded with messages, right? Or this person is on occasion reaching out, um, trying to get back in their lives, back in the conversation. And that could just be upsetting either way, right? Especially if that person just did want to move on. So what can we do? instead of ghosting someone. Uh, I have some great tips for making these awkward conversations to end things just a little bit easier. And the first tip I have, and this is particularly helpful for those who are doing online dating, uh, or maybe they just communicate mostly online via text, things like that, which I would say probably is the majority of us at this point. So my first tip is to have some responses already preloaded in your phone. That way, if you feel like it's time to close up shop on this connection and move on, you already have some things to say written out, and you don't have to feel anxious over what to say or how to break the news to that person. And as we're going through these other tips, you can feel free to take some of the examples I have and add it to your response list as well. So we are going to go over some common dating situations and some advice and some verbiage for not ghosting that person if it doesn't go well. So scenario one, let's say you went on one date with somebody and you are not really feeling it, or maybe it was even a complete disaster. You don't vibe or you just really don't enjoy communicating, spending time with that person. And this happens a lot, by the way, especially in the online dating world. Uh, So in this situation, reach out to that person and say something like, it was really nice meeting you. Unfortunately, I didn't feel enough of a connection to go on a second date, but I wish you all the best. And yeah, we know that not every date we're going to go on is going to be successful. That is completely normal. That is completely okay. So this statement, it's, it's clear enough where the other party knows that you're no longer interested. By saying this, you're also gently declining another date with them. So you don't have to worry about them reaching out again and trying to schedule again with you or trying to pursue things further. The next situation is maybe you're talking to someone, but you feel like you're just not ready for a relationship. And this could be for a variety of reasons. A great response for this is, I really enjoy talking to you, or I really enjoy our time together, but I don't feel ready to get into a relationship right now. I wanted to be honest with you, respectful of you and your time, and I hope you can understand. Now, just keep in mind that first off, if you're not in the space for a relationship at the moment, that's okay. Also, you do not owe them any reasons why you are not ready for a relationship. So you don't have to clarify, like I'm not in the space because of X, Y, or Z, giving examples, justifications. You don't have to do that, right? 
personally, I've been in this situation a few times. Um, the last time I was, I actually told the person flat out that I was talking to that I'm not emotionally available for a relationship right now. Because uh, what had happened, I had met this person kind of just very organically, very randomly about two months after I had gotten out of a long-term relationship and been cheated on. And I just was not looking to date someone at that time. So when I started talking to this person, he was great, uh, really nice guy. And that's why I told him that, um, because I knew if I just continued to talk and not clarify that, you know, we may have mixed signals, right? Even though me being friendly and, and carrying on things very platonically, that it might start to confuse him. So even though that phrase, yeah, it might bring on some sad feelings for them, right? Especially if they were really interested in you, uh, but that's going to let them move forward without wondering why the relationship isn't progressing or continually trying for something that's just not going to manifest because the place you're in. The next example, it's kind of similar, so we're piggybacking off the last one, but maybe you are just done with dating for a bit. Perhaps you're either doing in-person or online dating, you've been talking to a couple people, maybe been out on a few dates, and now you're just thinking like, I need to take a step back before I revisit this. Um, I know, again, I've been in this place. I know good friends of mine have all been in this place as well. So if you've had some conversations kind of going on with other people um, and you want to gently just break this to them without ghosting them, what you can say is, it's been really nice getting to know you, but I'm going to take a break from dating at the moment. It's totally a me thing, just something I'm needing to do, but I really do wish you all the best. This is a clear way of ending the communication or that relationship going further while also not making that other person feel like it's a personal rejection because you're being honest about how this is personal reasoning. So the next tip is for someone who maybe got caught up in a fling and is looking to end it. So maybe you've kind of casually dated someone for a little bit. You're not exclusive with them. You were just having fun. But now you want to part ways from the dating aspect of it. What you can say is, I've enjoyed our time together. I like hanging out with you. But I just want you to know that I don't see this progressing further romantically. I think ghosting someone that you're casually seeing can be really damaging to that person because they're going to be left sifting through all the moments and conversations together, wondering where and how they went wrong with you, right? When really it could just be because you have different priorities at the moment or for whatever reason. So letting that person know just goes a very long way. Next up is the situation where you like someone as a friend, and now if things are continuing further, you think they're getting feelings, it's time to have that conversation. So maybe you met, and hey, maybe you even at first like went out on a date or two before you realized that this is just platonic, um, I'm not getting those romantic feelings, but I, I like spending time with this person. So now maybe you don't know how to tell them because you really enjoy their company. You don't want to hurt them. In this situation, something you can say is, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I respect you a lot. And because of that, I want to be honest and just say that I don't feel a romantic connection. 
I do like you. I would love to remain friends if that's something you're interested in, but I just didn't want to send any confusing signals. This leaves that open platform for friendship, given, you know, that the other person wants to pursue that. And it's super helpful for the other person because it's honest. It lets them know exactly where you are. And it just does not leave them guessing. Because I think at a point, we may have all been there, right? Um, Maybe after just meeting somebody or when we're in those stages, kind of going on a few dates. And we really have no idea what the other person's thinking. Maybe we are getting really mixed signals, uh, you know, if they did want to just be friends and, you know, not date us anymore. And it's just very painful, right? And, and confusing sometimes. And that can really kind of consume us um, and, and really affect our self-esteem. Lastly, this is a helpful tip if you've been talking to someone, but maybe you start dating another person exclusively. You can tell that person, hey, I just started seeing someone and I'm committed to seeing things through with them. I really hope you find what you're looking for and I wish you the best. Remember that even though this could seem harsh for that other person, the harshest thing that you can do is string them along or lie to them. Doing that can cause issues even in that current relationship, right? Like say, you know, you had that person you started talking to before this serious relationship you feel too bad to tell them. So maybe even now and then you're still like lightly talking with them, even if it's platonic. But yeah, maybe if your partner found out and this is something that kind of seems shady, it seems like this is someone you're kind of keeping on the side just in case, like you never know what can happen, right? So yeah, instead just just be open and honest with that other person. Remember that you are number one. You deserve to choose how you spend your time, how how you're investing your energy. And other people aren't entitled to your time because you spent time with them before, right? Just be kind. Ultimately, um, just be honest with where you're at since it's really the most clear and respectful way to end things with another party. And I actually just had a conversation not long ago with a friend of mine talking about this. And we were talking about how Sometimes in situations, we feel too bad to just come right out and say it. So it's, you know, kind of like you end up beating around the bush a little bit, not being direct, right? It's like you're trying to almost leave that person without saying it. And sometimes that comes off just, again, very confusing. Um, And it it leaves a lot of space for the other person to kind of interpret however they want to interpret. And I think a lot of us, yeah, we do that in... In a way, to we think we're being kind. We think we are being less damaging to that other person when really, I mean, honesty is just the kindest thing that you can do. Although just straight up telling them like, listen, this isn't working out, but I wish you the best. That can seem like, oh my gosh, so harsh. I can't imagine just saying that to someone's face like that. At the end of the day, it's it's really what we all want, right? We, we'd all prefer someone just be honest with us to just tell us what the case is. And that way we can do what's best for ourselves, you know, move on or, you know, um, try to find love, companionship elsewhere and not spending or wasting that time right on something that's just never going to happen. So of course, with all these talking points, like please customize them to your liking, um, you know, word them how you'd actually word them. Uh, But they're definitely just useful templates for kind of getting the point across for each situation. 
And again, just remember to be honest and also be short and sweet, right? You don't have to give them a thesis or a million reasons to justify any of your actions or your feelings. Just speak your truth in a way that you would want someone to speak their truth with you. And like I stated in the beginning, have these written out, have them ready. Having these on hand can just be so useful if, you know, especially if you're in the dating scene currently and you just want to be prepared uh, if a moment like this arises for you. And from my personal perspective, uh, if I start to get overwhelmed or anxious about someone or a situation, that's the time I usually tend to overthink things. Uh, and I can also have a really hard time articulating my emotions. You know, I, again, I'm one of those people pleasers. Sometimes I hate letting people down. It's something that I actively work on, um, especially as I've gotten older. I've gotten a little bit better just stating clear boundaries, stating clear expectations, articulating, being assertive. But not to say I'm perfect at it because, yeah, it's something I still have to work on. So having these things ready it really comes in handy if you're someone like me in that sense. So you're not trying to, on the fly, uh, process your feelings or communicate something in the height of your emotions. So this was um, a decent amount of information packed kind of quickly. But on that note, we are just going to do our little guided meditation. And today it's going to look like just some simple, simple breath work. And hey, maybe if you're feeling anxious about a current relationship, friendship, situationship that you feel like you may have to have one of these conversations with soon, hopefully this little breathing exercise can help you just calm and center and prepare you for that. So if you're available to do this breath work and take on this little meditation at this time, I encourage you just to get into a comfortable position. We're going to allow our body to simply relax. And I want you just to start by paying attention to your breath. You don't have to change it. Just notice your inhales and your exhales. As we kind of sink into our seat, either find a spot to stare at or gently close your eyes. Now we're going to switch to our meditative breath. Nice deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Get into a rhythm with your breath. Make your inhales the same length as your exhales. Notice the rise and fall of your belly. With every exhale, just let gravity sink you a little bit deeper in your seat. Scan your body for any tension you may be holding on to. 
Notice if your brows are furrowed, if your jaw is clenched, if your shoulders are tense. And just scan from the top of your head down to your toes. If you find any sources of tension in your body, just send your breath to that area. When you're exhaling, just allow that space to relax. In this moment, I just want you to let go of any of your day-to-day, any thoughts, any stress, any plans. The next minute, I just want you to repeat in your head, inhale and exhale. On your next inhale, take a big breath in, fill your lungs, and a big exhale out. Again, take a big breath in, fill your lungs, and hold for three. And a big exhale out, let it all go. And you can return back to your normal breathing. Gently float open your eyes if you have them closed. Take a little stretch if you'd like to. Do whatever you need to to kind of get your body back alert. And I hope you enjoyed that little bit of breath work at the end of this episode. But I really hope that you guys got some useful tips out of this moving forward in dating. And just side note, personal side note, I've had a lot of conversations lately just about how exhausting dating can be. Um, So I get it. I know it can be a lot. And I know that sometimes having difficult conversations like these, like, don't help anything, right? Make it a lot more complicated, a lot more exhausting. But that's why just, again, being prepared with it, kind of having a better understanding of how to lead these conversations, I just thought could be hopefully very helpful to some of you out there. And remember also, if you've been ghosted, that first off, you didn't deserve it. You deserve to feel worthy. And you absolutely deserve someone who can be upfront and honest with you. So I like to reframe this. And I like to think that the person who has ghosted me really just got out of my way for finding someone who is deserving of my time, my love, my effort, and the best fit for me. So if you like that reframing process, more power to you. Take it, use it, swear by it, whatever it takes for you to just feel good and moving forward in this uh, complicated thing that is the dating scene. So 
There's going to be additional resources below on this topic for you to check out. Just want to say big thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in. And we hope you'll join us for our next conversation.